You may have thought that twee culture peaked with Wes Anderson movies The Moldy Peaches and Zoe Deschanel's whole vibe in the 2010s. But the adorable trend from the mid-aughts is reportedly back from the dead thanks to TikTok and Gen Z, with some important updates distinguishing twee 2.0. Twee was originally a branch off from the indie hipster subculture that dominated the 2010s. They may have shared a love of mustaches and black-rimmed glasses, but where hipster culture was notably obsessed with knowing something before it was cool, Twee was proudly and unabashedly uncool, and that made it cool. Cool, cool. Unlike hip fashions, Twee is more delicate, dainty, or quaint, often with a feminine flair. But in the 2010s, the label also carried an air of affectation. For all its strategic uncoolness, Twee was perceived by many as artificial and pretentious. Enter the Gen Z version, Twee 2.0. This new version of Twee may still be into the ballet flats and knitting, but the vibe is a lot less smug and more unfiltered, striving to embrace the DIY creativity in a realer way. Here's our take on what makes Twee 2.0 different and why maybe this version has staying power. Twee is a kind of cutesy whimsy that sits on the edge of saccharine and cloying. You're like the coolest person I've ever met. And, and you don't even have to try. And the word is typically used as an insult for anything that's sickeningly sweet or a little too calculatedly cute. I break for birds. I rock a lot of polka dots. I have touched glitter in the last 24 hours. Actually, the term twee goes back much further than the 21st century, originating in the early 1900s as a baby talk version of sweet. As a fashion, twee takes retro inspiration from the 60s and 70s mod styles, while the label as an aesthetic was first used in the 80s around the punk music scene, where radically feminist bands contributed to its colorful DIY female look and sound. Then in the 2000s and the 2010s, twee was a reaction to the bearing-it-all party girl Y2K look. It became defined by nostalgic, alternative features like ukuleles and babyish voices in music, cardigans and tea dresses in fashion, think the manic pixie dream girl trope in movies. I make a noise or I do something that no one has ever done before and then I can feel unique again even if it's only for like a second. Author Mark Spritz refers to Twee as the fetishization of the nerd, the geek, the dork, the virgin. In 2011, New Girl launched with star Zoe Deschanel, with marketing that leaned heavily on her Twee adorkable vibe. And in movies, perhaps no director was more associated with the style than King of Quirk Wes Anderson. In 2014, The Atlantic called Anderson cinema's primary auteur of Twee. Like Twee, Anderson's nostalgic, often innocence-focused storytelling was imbued with a DIY sensibility, pastel color palette, and buttoned up bow-tied vintage costumes. Homes don't always have to rhyme, you know. They're just supposed to be creative. But from the beginning, this style associated with Anderson and Deschanel had its detractors that found the aesthetic overly fake and stuffy, masquerading as fun quirkiness while really being exclusive and full of itself. Meanwhile, the aesthetic quickly moved from indie to mainstream. The style that felt so unique to Anderson was so distinct that it was easy to copy and was poached by big brands like Stella Artois and American Express, as well as countless movies outside of the indie auteur bubble. Take a look at 2018's To All the Boys I've Loved Before, which makes use of Anderson-esque intertitles to help move the film through the school semesters, and also makes use of the same kind of color palettes and symmetrical framing that Anderson has become so known for. Hey. Hi, I have to tell you something. 
With popularity comes overpopularity, and eventually fatigue and even disgust. People resented the air of self-righteousness and icky smugness to hipster and twee subcultures. Say one more hipster thing, and I'm gonna shove you in your vintage bassoon case, okay? They also became hip to the fact that these subcultures were mostly comprised of privileged, college-educated liberals who often contributed to the ever-gentrification of urban neighborhoods. Gentrification is coming! But the nature of all this backlash is also why Gen Z is perfectly postured to take on Twee 2.0. In contrast to individualist millennials, they tend to be much more collectively oriented and politically and socially aware. If millennials were all about the Instagram aesthetic and curating an image of perfection online, Gen Z is their younger, more laid-back cousin, posting photo dumps of blurry photos and filter-free selfies. Writer Ian Wang says, A once radical subculture has the chance to recover and make a DIY socialist pop movement fit for this century's struggles. Gen Z are also decidedly more careful in avoiding cringe, or anything that would cause secondhand embarrassment than their millennial predecessors. Alright, welcome back to That's Cringe. While using the 2010s trend for inspiration, Gen Z is set to bring us a less adorkable, more mature version of the trend, hopefully without quite so much ukulele playing. Get back to your own twee roots by taking a Polaroid pic of your coffee, but bring it into this decade with Javi. The future of coffee, Javi is the easiest way to get the perfect cup of coffee right at home. No fancy coffee maker needed. Their three-second cold brew is faster than instant coffee, tastes better than your gourmet blend, and is easier to use than coffee pods, which is also better for the environment. Not only does Javi's glass bottle design cut down on single-use plastic waste, but their team strives to source its coffee beans ethically from organic farms that prioritize sustainable practices. Plus, with coffee prices at an all-time high, Javi is the perfect affordable alternative without sacrificing quality or taste. Make any flavor coffee you want, caramel, mocha, French vanilla, in seconds and free yourself up to do what you enjoy the most, whether it's strumming the ukulele like she and him or hitting the thrift store for some new threads. Here at The Take, we take our Javi with a heavy dose of oat milk to make it extra creamy. And we're loving the limited-release seasonal flavors, like sugar cookie and maple, that are getting us into the holiday spirit. Head to javicoffee.com to grab a bottle today before they sell out. You can even save money by bundling or starting a coffee subscription, and have a delicious coffee delivered to your door monthly. If you want to taste the perfect cup of coffee yourself, click the link in the description below www.buy.javicoffee.com slash the take and use the code the take. Twee culture is inextricably intertwined with fashion. Peter Pan collars, cardigans, Mary Janes, and the 2000s style is now considered vintage, at least according to the definition put forth by fashion designer Patricia Dillon, who put the timeline from new to vintage at around 20 years. <gasps> vintage! So adorable. We've already seen Y2K fashions like low-rise jeans and juicy couture making a comeback, so it makes sense that twee fashion would also find its way back into people's wardrobes. But there are other reasons beyond fashion's cycle of repetition that explain Twee's comeback. Miranda Holder argues that after spending the majority of the pandemic cooped up in loungewear, consumers are seeking fashion that lean toward the feminine, which Twee does, with its floral patterns, knitted cardigans, and ballet pumps. The style itself was very cutesy. Heights and shift dresses had a big moment. It's also relevant that Gen Z, more than previous generations, consider sustainability as something that governs their consumer choices. One of the knock-on effects of this has been a surge in vintage stores, thrift shops, and online marketplaces like Depop. With the resurgence of Twee's, so comes its many criticisms, namely its lack of inclusivity and its prioritizing of thinness and whiteness. During its heyday, Tumblr was filled with photos of tiny white women donning the latest Twee fashions. A lot of girls are doing it on Tumblr. But Gen Z is already making pleas to make the trend more inclusive this time around. We love 
Like with any aesthetic, mass consumption and popularity also led to Twee's ultimate downfall. Once every girl you knew owned that owl necklace, it was all but over for the trend. But today, TikTok is creating micro-trends, pushing fashion cycles to shorter lengths, making more room for past fads like Twee to reemerge. So maybe without one trend to rule them all, Twee 2.0 can be enjoyed without getting overplayed. I guess normalcy isn't really our style. While having a distinct look, Twee was also driven by a specific kind of indie folk music popularized by bands like She and Him and Kimya Dawson, who coincidentally enough became her own TikTok trend as of late. I took the Polaroid down in my room. And one thing that underpinned the Twee aesthetic in the early aughts, particularly when it came to music, was a real DIY vibe. Bands like Bright Eyes, The Moldy Peaches, The Boy Least Likely To, Noah and the Whale, and Laura Marling all found huge success with home-recorded lo-fi music that often felt charmingly amateurish. And that deliberate amateurishness was another reason the scene thrived. There was a real low barrier to entry for Twee, coupled with a childlike innocence and naivety, which made it very accessible and welcoming. We could be walking around a zoo with the sun shining down over me and you. As a trend, Twee went hand-in-hand -hand with creativity. And TikTok has taken off because of how it fosters creativity, giving rise to niche subcultures and allowing weird and wonderful examples of creative processes to go viral. It's also Gen Z who are revitalizing Tumblr, a site that peaked in 2013 when it was purchased by Yahoo and had been in decline ever since, seeing in it more opportunities for creativity as well as associating it with that same retro nostalgia. During the pandemic, there was a big surge in therapeutic, playful activities like crafting, crochet, and sewing. Do you own yarn? Spools of it. I craft so much. In addition to this nostalgic craftiness, lockdown pushed many to seek comfort in the idea of nostalgia itself. Like a nostalgia for the present, I couldn't shake it. In a more metaphorical, deeper sense, Gen Z seems to be trying to recapture the feelings of youth, childlike wonder, and whimsy that Twee is so good at providing. And what's implicit in the Twee revival is this pursuit of realness. What's more real and unedited than shooting something on an instant camera? Bring a Polaroid camera in a diary. This generation seems to yearn for the days before filters when the first shot was the only shot, moving away from curation and back towards lo-fi. Be Real, the latest social media app to go viral, doesn't have a Twee aesthetic but predicates itself on being as in the moment as possible. Users can post once a day, only during a small window after they're prompted by the app, and don't have access to any filters or editing software. The idea is to capture the realities of everyday life rather than creating the perfect Instagram snap. Twee, at its core, has historically vacillated between being too affected at its peak, but also being the ultimate critique of authenticity. It kind of plays with that idea of authenticity. It makes, it ridicules it. It's irreverent and it ridicules that idea of being a rock star. So when we look at how valuable authenticity is as a currency in today's culture, for Gen Z, it's vital that Twee 2.0 is executed in a way that rings true and not as posturing. Bon Iver's emergence and success was all about how his first album, For Emma Forever Ago, was written in a period of solitude in a cabin in the woods. Since then, his sound has become far more experimental and less folksy, but based on those roots. His artistic integrity remains respected. Meanwhile, that aesthetic of going back to nature to capture some element of truth has become something of a stock trope others have tried to channel. Justin Timberlake did it on 2018's Man of the Woods, citing his Tennessee heritage and collaborating with country musicians to mark a shift from his previous pop sensibilities. We've got all these songs about being 
in the mountains and yeah. in the trees. More recently, Taylor Swift has fully shifted into her cottagecore era with the pandemic duo of Folklore and Evermore, as well as her appearance on the last Big Red Machine album, itself another Justin Vernon collaboration, and her album Midnights, which too feels like it's aiming for a minimalistic aesthetic. But what could have kicked things off more than Taylor Swift's re-release of Red, the soundtrack to her own twee era? We're happy, free, confused, and lonely at the same time. Swift, like many other mainstream artists, has also collaborated with Ed Sheeran, whose global superstardom has been built on the back of a very stripped-back, very DIY, very twee sound. See also the mid-2010s popularity of bands like Mumford & Sons or The Lumineers. These bands may have come post-Twee's heyday, but still had a huge influence on today's culture. So arguably for Gen Z, Twee never really went away. It was always there, going by another name, or woven through the things they were already consuming. Twee 2.0 may just be a matter of crystallizing an aesthetic that's long been present around us. The biggest difference between old twee and new twee is the fact that now it really doesn't feel like it's being used as a pejorative. What may have felt too sweet or too cutesy just a few years ago now really can be down-to-earth, charming, and unselfconsciously quirky. When you got a is it really so shocking that with the constant cultural and political unrest, the doom and the gloom and uncertain future, that Gen Z is looking for a little nostalgic joy and whimsy? The world's been broken into pieces and it's everybody's job to find them and put them back together again. Twee has always championed curiosity, playfulness, and trying new things, a perfect fit for a generation that seeks originality and embraces eclecticism. So maybe Twee's moment in the sun will be longer this time around, and people will at last be able to wear that term more as a badge of honor. I made a story up in my head.